Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? It's been a long time. Welcome back to the greatest podcast to ever exist, the Arsenal Cannon Podcast, life-changing, right opinion zone. Thank you for coming yeah. along. Of course, Daniel Finton, Alfie Coleshaw, the stars, the biggest stars in the sky. Alfie, <laughs> how are you doing today, my friend? I'm great. I've just come back from a three-week tour of Europe into L. Um, and yeah, that's about it. That's, I don't know what else to say, to be honest. It's been raining since I've been back, which is a bit depressing. But yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, you got to experience that amazing life experience. And mm. now you're back in the rain. Yep. Back to exactly. reality. I was in the sun of Amsterdam, Berlin. Munich, Prague, Budapest, Barcelona, and now I'm in fucking North London in the rain. Yeah. What do you prefer? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the rain. Yeah. Well, I mean, here it's like a billion fucking degrees Celsius, so <laughs> I also prefer the fucking rain. <laughs> I'm, I mean... I don't know. I feel like... Here. I feel like if you experienced the rain for a year, maybe you'd change your mind. You're, you're probably right, dude, because the rain we have here in Florida is like, it, um... It like only 10 minutes. Rain, it, yeah, it only rains for like 10 minutes to an hour, and when it rains, it's because it's like a zillion degrees outside, so it's mm. just basically putting out the fire that is the state of Florida. <laughs> and it's like, oh, thank fucking God, you know? But yeah. your guys' rain there is just perpetual. Yeah. I mean, when I woke up, it was raining. That was about, I don't know, 11. It's been raining nonstop. Well, I stopped in like the last hour, but it was raining for about five hours nonstop. So, and it's not boiling outside. It's probably about 20 degrees. So, wow. And this is summer for us. Man, dude, don't, don't fucking overheat there, dude. <laughs> Careful. To be fair, last last week, if I'd been in London, I might have because it was thirty seven degrees, I think, or thirty eight, which is almost the record. Huh? Yeah, like, and it's it's so humid as well. So that's what it is right now in Florida. But we're you know based in you like have that. fucking Caribbean, basically. So <laughs> yeah, well, you have that all year round. So yeah, we're used to it. We are mm. we are very used that's to it. You guys there are not maximum about three or four days here. And you said it kills old people, right? Yeah. Well, when it when it hit the record, it did. That's fucking amazing, dude. It's like a natural selection almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you could put it like that. Hey, sometimes anyway. uh, supernatural got to do what they got to do. Yeah. Anyway, this isn't a weather podcast. This is an Arsenal podcast. Welcome to the weather podcast extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is an Arsenal podcast, so let's stop talking about the weather. Frankly, honestly, the majority of our listeners are probably located in London, so I'm pretty mm. sure they're well aware of how Big the up. weather is. Exactly. Anyway. Let's get into it, man. We're going to talk about the fucking, uh, we're going to talk about the news, and we're going to also answer some some questions that Alfie got from his Instagram you know what? I, I do want to say real quick, Alfie, before we get right into the podcast. Shout out to our. For, I'm gonna I'm gonna give two people shout outs. All right. Shout out yep. to 151 listeners 
on our podcast a, a few weeks ago. Um, obviously, we had it before Alfie went on the trip. They're going to be more consistent now because we both have time. So yeah. probably once a week now. And yeah, you guys will be satisfied. We'll be satisfied and we'll be crushing it, dude. Um, mm. But thank you to all those that listened to the last podcast. We really appreciate it. That was our highest listened podcast yet. And every single podcast we have has more listeners than the last. So we appreciate all you guys listening. And frankly, are jealous of your willpower because I have no idea how any human. I know. How the here. fuck do you do that? I don't, frankly, I don't even like the sound of my own voice. So I don't know how you Same. sit there and listen I, to me. I hate it. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's a nightmare. What that's, I think that's honestly why I cannot do YouTube because <laughs> in the process of editing, you obviously have to just hear your own voice constantly. Mm. And I'm just, it's a nightmare to me, dude. I'm just like, oh, God, I sound terrible. I've learned to cope with it over probably five years of having to edit videos. Not five years, three or four years. You've gotten used and it's, to it. It's not great. Yeah. I think it's everybody. Everybody's like that, though. Uh, mm. But the second second uh, pair of or not pair group of people I want to give a shout out to is my um, are my Twitter followers. <laughs> I uh, posted. Does anybody have any questions for this podcast? And um, I got no replies. <laughs> So thank you guys for your support. I really do appreciate it. Um, shout out to Alfie's Instagram supporters because you guys yeah. are actually real, unlike my Twitter uh, mm. followers. So yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. Big up my Instagram followers. Big up Alfie's Instagram followers. Fuck my Twitter followers. Mm. I think there's one more, one more shout out though. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> The people that left the reviews, thank you. Mm. Yes, thank you so much. Sorry for mm. that odd noise I just made. I'll take a sip of water. <laughs> I was confused. <laughs> mm, um, <laughs> th- yeah, thank you, guys. We have uh, three reviews on our iTunes. Obviously, you can find us on iTunes, and we got three reviews on there mm. that actually were not Alfie or I, so we do really appreciate that. All five exactly. stars as well. So whether you're just kissing our ass or you actually like the podcast, we do really appreciate it, whoever you yeah. are. And, and if, if you're listening to this, tell us. Tell us who you are. Shout out. Yes, and we'll pay you $10,000. <laughs> no, we'll thank you. We'll thank yeah, you. We'll thank you. Because we really appreciate it. And if you're listening and you like it, or honestly, if you hate it, whatever, leave a review. We fucking appreciate yeah. it so If much. you leave a bad review, I don't really care. At least it's a review. Exactly. Any criticism is good criticism, so... Exactly. I appreciate you guys for dropping a review because that means either you care enough to show that you like us or you care enough to show that you hate us. So yeah, whatever you want and to do. And I'd rather be hated than just not even noticed, to be honest. Yeah, and we're we're really relatively unnoticed. So exactly, any, any, <laughs> any review is a good review. It's like a, a new restaurant opening up down the block. Actually, with yeah. a restaurant, maybe that's a bad example because bad reviews are not good. That is, yeah, they're pretty catastrophic for a business. <laughs> Okay, for a podcast, for this billion-dollar yeah. business. It, it literally makes podcast. no difference to us if you leave a one-star review Seriously, or if you leave we, a five-star. We honestly just care about your views because we're only in this for the money. Exactly. And we get paid every time someone listens, so... Yeah, exactly. A fraction so, of a penny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are, we are the biggest sellouts. Actually, I took ads off my older podcast that I used to do by myself because they were so unbearable. 
<laughs> Anchor makes it. They have to be at least at, at, at least thirty seconds long. Dude, I made a grand total after like ten episodes of I think two dollars and twenty cents, <laughs> and that is about ten hours of recording. I can't. I actually can't believe you did them by yourself. I remember when I first listened to them. It was you nope. speaking for an hour. Dude, my throat was absolutely shattered after. <laughs> How that, did man. you manage that? You must be knackered. Oh, dude, after I was like, fuck. <laughs> I remember I would, I would like lose my voice, dude. I'd be like, but I mean, I, I got like 30 listens or so. But then as soon as I had a British accent, I started to get over 100. Exactly. So British gotta, factor. Yep. You got to get that uh, support your local and. Exactly. And we, and then we no one likes it. Americans. No, but I, not even Americans, to be fair. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but let's get actually. Here, how about this? How about we get into this? Yeah, we, actually we speak about shit. Arsenal. Yeah. Nine minute intro. <laughs> hey man, good things come to those who wait. Yeah. All right. So we are actually going to speak about Arsenal. Mm. Just wait another hour. No, <laughs> let's get let's get right into it. Um. Yeah. Definitely worth noting, Alfie, Arsenal have finally woken up in the transfer window. And I am not just speaking about the reported sign. Actually, it's not even reported anymore. The confirmed signing, basically everything has been confirmed, but an announcement of Nicola Pepe. But we have also made two signings besides that, and besides obviously Gabriel Martinelli, who we signed earlier in the transfer window, that of William Saliba, who will be loaned back to St. Etienne for the uh, for the entire next season. And then, mm. obviously, Danny... Is it Sabellos or Cabellos? Ceballos. Ceballos. Danny yeah. Ceballos. Spanish. Spanish sounding. Yep. I'm going to say Sabellos because that is a lot <laughs> easier to say. Um, yeah, it's not, as, it's not as sexy. It's, yeah, it's not. I had, to, I had to make it unsexy, put my American twist on it, you know? Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but obviously, he was only brought in on loan um, from Real Madrid. There's actually no reported uh, option to buy or anything like that in the contract. Mm. But I've read in a couple places that there's some gentleman's agreement between uh, Florentino Perez and Arsenal that if we do end up ending up wanting to sign him on a permanent basis, we'll basically be the first in line. So hopefully he yeah. crushes it here and hopefully we uh, – we do want to end up signing him on a permanent basis. So let's get into details with um, each of those players in Saliba and Sabellos. Um, starting off with Saliba. Alfie, do you yeah. know anything about Saliba? Mm, I, I can't say I knew anything about him before the rumours. From what I've learned, he's a young centre-back, very good ball-playing skills, uh, very aggressive, very tall commanding, has a huge potential, being tipped the next Rafael Varane. Uh, other than that, in terms of his playing style, I don't know an awful lot. Obviously, like every fan, I've watched the YouTube videos and stuff. He looks good. Um, and, yeah, I've also know that Arsenal felt it was too good to just let go and that we had to snap him up this season, even though we're not going to have him next season, which is sort of encouraging for me that we are planning long-term. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know much about him either, but, I mean, I don't mean to be, you know, that guy that sounds completely uneducated, but he looks good. 
if yeah. that makes sense. Like he looks, oh yeah, I can see it. This guy looks like a baller. You know, mm. he had that uh, almost Kareem Benzema-esque uh, announcement video that he posted himself. Oh yeah, that was nice. <laughs> and it was like, there you go. Post took, Malone. Like, five hours to edit. Post Malone playing in the background. This mm. guy's legit. Yeah, saucy. Yeah, his agent looks like a gangster. He looks like a gangster. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm excited. I, I mean, I, I do kind of wish he would uh, be coming in this season because, obviously, we are in desperate need of a central defender. Yeah, and we've got However, a lot of questions about that. Yeah, oh, good, good. And Free warning. Mm. That's good because I think that's definitely a question worth asking um, from every Arsenal fan. But I, but I will say, I think that if – Arsenal kind of look at, looked at the player and said, yeah, this guy has potential to be the next huge thing. And I think, he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's, what, 18 years old, right? Yeah, he's younger so, than mean, me. Exactly. So loaning him back, I mean, to, to the club that he's coming from, obviously there was probably some agreement between the two clubs. Okay, we'll loan him back to you, but you have to play him at least this many games so he gets a good amount of experience before he comes back. So I'm not... I'm not really too upset with the signing. And I've heard that we only paid a small amount of the reported 27 million pound uh, transfer fee. Mm. Initially, we've only paid, I think it was like three or 4 million right up front. Um, and then we're going to pay obviously the rest probably over installments. Cause we're installments FC. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I'm not, I, I, I am kind of in the dark about them, but we don't get too yeah. much, <laughs> too much French league coverage over here. I just bought this massive uh, package. Really? Uh, called, yeah, and it comes uh, with all eight of the BN Sports channels. Oh. So. Uh, does it show Liga? Yeah, it does. So I'm gonna watch him, and I'm gonna. Uh, Lucky. I'll keep. Yeah, I'll keep you guys posted on what is the. Uh, it's not fucking cheap. I'll just. I'm not rich. I'm using my dad. <laughs> Sugar um, daddy. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah dude it's like i don't know what it would be in pounds but it's like 55 us dollars a month it's not fucking cheap Oof. yeah but it has every channel you know premier yeah. league all the being sports so and we don't have cable anymore because we got rid of that shit but mm. uh yeah I'll, I'll keep an eye on him i'll tell you guys what i think about him every time we record a podcast see obviously what he's doing over there and Hopefully yeah. he looks sharp and he looks promising. But honestly, at this point, Alfie, we need all the help we could get back on the defensive end of the pitch because we are terrible. Exactly. And I think on the loan thing, although it's not very attractive to fans at the moment, it it probably was the right thing to do. I mean, regardless of how highly rated he is at the moment and how high a ceiling he potentially has, um, He's 18, and as a centre-back, that's probably the place, the position on the pitch you need the most experience in. Um, you know, we've seen Mavropanos come in. He's, what, 21. He's quite a bit more experienced than someone like a Saliba, but he struggled last season at times when he came in. You know, it's the position where experience is by far the most important. You know, if you're playing out wide as a winger, you know, experience is obviously not as vital. And he probably did need some more game time. He probably wouldn't have come into Arsenal and immediately had an, uh, a positive effect. You know, he may, may have struggled at 18. And I do think alone was probably the right idea. And I do like how the club acted in this transfer. You know, we were aggressive. We got there. We, we must value him incredibly highly because 
you know, Spurs came in with a much improved offer and we 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 topped it. I mean, maybe that was out of the potential embarrassment of losing a transfer which we were close to to our rivals. But yeah, I'm happy about this signing, as you said, and I do think the loan was probably the right thing to do in the end. However, as we'll get onto with these questions, if we don't sign a centre back now, it's just gonna raise loads of questions about should we have kept Salaba and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, and understandably so, because, I mean, obviously going into this transfer window, I know we talked about it in a in a previous podcast. I was saying that I think the priority positions um, that we need to sign going into this transfer window, I personally said that I think the first position we needed was a left back. Mm. Um, I think that you said it was a right back, if I'm not mistaken. No, I said center back. You said center back and then maybe right back. No. Nah. <laughs> I don't I'm know. Just completely mistaken. Maybe I said we need a right back, but I think I said center back or right winger or just a winger. Okay, well, fair enough. I, well, all I know is I said that um, I thought the priority was a left back and then yeah, a central defender. Um, and yeah, to be, I, it looks like we are going to end up bringing in a left back, which we'll get into in a little bit. But um, mm. yeah, we definitely need a central defender and – Obviously, we definitely need to get rid of a few central defenders as well, which, again, is another topic we're going to get into a little bit later. But before we talk about our defense that needs a substantial amount of reconstruction, also, Danny Ceballos, who we brought in on loan Mm. from Real Madrid. Let's talk about Ceballos from fine. You know what? I'll say it in the sexy way. Yes. Just to to, uh, satisfy our listeners. Danny Ceballos from Real Madrid. (laughs) Um, season-long loan. Uh, this, yep. honestly, the Saliba one was one that kind of dragged on for yep. a very long time. I thought this deal was actually one that got done relatively quickly. Yeah. Well, obviously, we don't know from for how long they've been working on this, but it does appear like it came out from pretty much out of nowhere and just sort of got done sort of subtly. Um, there wasn't a lot made of it in the press or in the media. And it sort of is similar to Nicolas Pepe. And maybe that, I don't know. I don't know what to say more to say about that. But yeah, it didn't come from, from you know, long-term rumours. And I do think this is a really good signing. I think he's really good on the ball. I think people were suggesting Santi Cazorla replacement. I don't think he's quite at that level at the moment, but. His stats bomb, which I always like to bring up, basically tells me if a player is good, is very impressive. He's got a great strike on him. He's creative. He's actually much better defensively than people think. People think he'll just be playing as a number 10, but he can play in that deeper role and he is good defensively. So I think overall, this is a really good way to sort of get around our limited resources by getting someone on loan. Because we did need someone in there to, you know, sort of, bridge the gap from Aaron Ramsey. He's not a like-for-like replacement, but he's another body in there, relieve the pressure on someone like a Joe Willock who may have had a lot of pressure coming into next season. So, yeah, I think it's a good signing. Yeah, I do too. And and I spot on there, man, at the last point, um, saying that Mm. it takes a lot of pressure off Joe Willock because Joe Willock had an extremely impressive preseason. And I think that there's a lot of fans that are kind of expecting Willock to just come in to the Premier League fixtures and just hit the ground running. And unfortunately, that's not usually how it really works for some of these young players coming up because 
I mean, we have to be honest with ourselves. The preseason friendly, the um, the uh, tenacity in the game is not nearly as high as it would be in obviously like exactly. our first game of the season away from home to Newcastle United. You know, so mm. it's it's nice. And I, I actually what I really like about um, Ceballos is uh, <laughs> that. Unlike Dennis Suarez, because I've heard a lot of people, obviously, they're going to start liking it to that lone move of Dennis Suarez's. But um, what I like about the Real Madrid man is that he seems like he actually has the physical attributes to be a success in the Premier League. I yeah. think I think that Dennis Suarez – don't get me wrong. I think Dennis Suarez is actually a decent player, and I do think that his injuries that he reportedly had since he came in hindered his abilities with us. And – Obviously, he's at Celta Vigo now, and I think that he's actually probably going to do quite well there because he is a decent player. Mm. But um, I think Ceballos coming in is definitely going to help us out. I think he'll be deployed probably more in a box-to-box midfielder kind of role. Yeah, I think he'll be he'll be deeper. He can challenge Beza Ozil, though. He can, um, and that's definitely what he needs. Yeah, and I think there's also the possibility of playing a three-man midfield, a flat 4-3-3 which Emery used quite effectively in his second season at PSG. So, you know, if you think of him, Shaka, Torreira, it's particularly in away games, it seems like quite a solid base for our hopefully explosive front three with Pepe. Yeah, and I think I actually wrote an article about that yesterday. And oh, really? I think, yeah, we're going to convert to a 4-3-3 flat formation. And obviously mm. that's kind of the formation that Champions League winners Liverpool have kind of adopted exactly. like well, to have I'd, that midfield three. I'd say it is probably the most fashionable for fashionable formation out there at the moment. If you think of the top six, obviously Chelsea used it last season, Liverpool and City, um United used it predominantly. It is sort of the it's the most commonly used formation in the world at the moment and it's the most effective I'd say on paper because you know the death of the traditional number 10 in Europe is sort of happening if you think of across Europe there aren't that many traditional number 10s of, uh, available there's more sort of onus on the midfield being a bit more workmanlike and players being not just uh, very creative but also good defensively think of Man City midfield De Bruyne and Silva, not over. Not only are they incredibly creative and gifted footballers, technically, they also, particularly under Pep Guardiola, they've got a lot better defensively. And that is sort of been a problem for Meza Ozil. And I do think you're right. That could be a way for us to improve as a team, particularly away from home when we're sort of trying to be, be, be a bit more conservative. Yeah, and I think that, to me, what this signing kind of implicates is I think that this and what the article was called, I said, um, is mm. Ceballos basically the end of Mezzadozo. And mm. I, to be honest with you, I think that if we do end up signing him on a permanent basis, I do think that he's going to end up being, obviously this, I'm thinking way ahead because he has to yeah. be a success. He has to, you know, integrate into the team well, because he reportedly is a bit of a, uh, a potty mouth to say the least. <laughs> so we'll see how that. Uh, well, how, yeah, I've seen some of them. Out of context, Arsenal. Oh page. yeah, <laughs> that's a great page on Twitter. Shout out to the context person. Mm. But, the guy um, follows me on Instagram. Just saying, oh, he's phenomenal, phenomenal <laughs> content. Loving. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so we'll see. I, I mean, obviously, we could use that as football Twitter labels it that alpha male mentality in the uh, <laughs> in the dressing room. And uh, yeah, 
I, I think it, it could draw the end for Mezzadozola if, if we do end up signing him on a permanent basis because you got to look at that midfield three because actually I think me and you kind of share the same opinion on this. I actually think Granit Jack is a decent baller, to be honest. Yeah. And I think that he does have a future with us. To be honest with you, I think we've just kind of used him wrong since we've yeah, I think him particularly in. particularly in his first few years when he's predominantly the main holding midfielder, which he just he's just not he's not defensively minded enough to play that role. Last season when he was put alongside an actual defensive midfielder with Torreira, he was much, much better. He still obviously has his flaws in his game, you know, he gives yeah. the ball away a bit too frequently he's not very mobile but yeah I agree I do think we are inc- I don't think people realize how incredibly reliant we are on Granite Shaka if you take him out of this team we we are we don't function as well he's not perfect but we are reliant on him and hopefully as well the Sabayas deal although you still think Shaka will play a lot I do think this may relieve the pressure a bit on Granite Shaka who is we are reliant on yeah, and I th- I agree with that actually because I think some games we might see a midfield three of Ceballos, Torreira, Jaka. Some games we might see it Ceballos, Torreira, Guendouzi. Maybe mm. Jaka, Torreira, Guendouzi. You know, it, it could be anything really. And I think mm. that's what he was really brought in for was to kind of give us another option, you know, in the midfield. And then obviously Willick has had a really good preseason, so he has a shout in there as well. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that signing. I think he'll actually do quite well. Um, yeah. He's a bit of an asshole, you know? Like, <laughs> when you watch him play, he's – first of all, not only is he – he in, insulted the uh, quote-unquote manhood of Iker Casillas, but also he um, – just watching him play, he's a jerk. He's a little mm. shitweed, you know? He's very aggressive. He's not scared to kick somebody, you know? Because yeah. I think that Dennis Suarez was kind of a player that relied – more on skill and he was a pretty typical Barcelona player, you know? Yeah. He's very lightweight, I think for the Premier League. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Sabellus is like, yeah, you touch me and I'll just break your mm. ankle. You know? And he's not, he's not uh, particularly big or tall. I don't think he's particularly muscular, but he is, as, as you said, feisty, it's a bit of Torreira in him, but also obviously he's a, quite a different player to Torreira, but yeah, I agree. Maybe it is more of that Real Madrid mentality than the Barcelona one. Yeah, and, and I think that that's a mentality that we can use in the dressing room. So I'm excited to see him. I think that he'll play a pretty decent part um, in, our, in our squad this season as long as he could stay injury-free. Obviously, that's a big problem with players that sometimes come over from, from the maybe leagues that aren't as aggressive as the Premier mm. League is that they get just the shit knocked out of them and they're just – not quite ready for it. And sometimes it takes over a season to adjust. So we'll see how this actually comes to fruition. Only time will tell. Um, now, Alfie, this is the big one. This one mm. really, I'm, we were talking about it with Ceballos, but this one really out of nowhere, Nicholas, Nick or Nicola Pepe. <laughs> I, I will say that one, right. Cause that one's actually not, that's actually easier to say than Nicholas, Nicola, mm. Nicola Pepe coming in. I don't know if wheels. I can be asked to say that to be honest. <laughs> You're just going to be, just call him Nick. Let's just call him Nick. Nick. Yeah, Nick. Nicky. Yo, what's up, Nick? Nicky? <laughs> Nicky Minaj? Um, <laughs> Nicky Pepe coming in from Lille for a reported 72 million pounds that will um, be paid in installments, obviously, like pretty much every transfer this big. I think that's what people fail to realize. Mm. The majority of transfers this large, 
the, the teams don't just say, all right, here's a fucking briefcase of that much money, you know? It's like, <laughs> that has to be paid in so much because nobody just carries that much cash around them. That's absolutely crazy. Mm. But yeah. um, this is an exciting transfer, Alfie. I mean, oh my goodness. Mm. Yeah, I think it's very exciting. It's marquee. It's what we've been calling for. Um, I d- I'm not going to say I don't have any reservations for him. I do think there are thing. I, d- I do think I'm going to sound a bit pessimistic here. I do think he's slightly overrated by some people. He's he's unproven in you know top league. Obviously, the French league is okay, but it's not anywhere near the level of a Premier League or even Bundesliga, La Liga. It's nowhere near as physical, nowhere near, nowhere near as technically good. But obviously, you can't just necessarily say that. There's been some brilliant players that have come from from uh, Liga. You know, you look at Hazard, you look at Lacazette, you look at Aubameyang came from Saint-Etienne. So, it's always a bit of a sort of a risk when you're signing a player from an unproven league. And also, I've heard things like he's very one-footed. He's a bit one-dimensional in that sense. He can't really take on his right foot. Um, he can lose the ball quite a bit. However, I do think, in general, I am excited about this signing. I had to bring a bit of pessimism to it, but of course, he's yeah, extremely what we do. exactly. Uh, <laughs> he's extremely quick. He's direct. He's a goal threat from out wide, which is what something we've been lacking massively since we lost. Uh, Alexis Sanchez, even Theo Walcott was a threat from out wide. His movement is excellent. He's a very good finisher. And yeah, as as I said, th- this could be sort of the player we've... I'm not going to say he's a direct replacement for Alexis Sanchez, but he's sort of the player we've been missing since Sanchez left, you know, particularly away from home. Since Sanchez left, our away form... Away form, away from home. Away form has just got drastically worse because... Sanchez was that player that could... I mean, particularly last season, it felt like we were very conservative on the ball in the final third. I mean, we we didn't have players who were willing to take people on. And away from home, that is vital. And Nicolas Pepe could be that sort of player, not just with his pace, but with his trickery. So I do think, in in that sense, he is a very good signing. Is he a better option than Zaha? probably makes more sense financially. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm slightly more reserved about this than a lot of people. I'm still yeah. still optimistic, but I don't I'm know. Actually, Sorry to put a damper on that. No, that's okay. And I, I, honestly, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but I do have to say, I, I um, before this season, like, BN Sports basically got cancelled from every mm. cable network, which is why I'm having to go over to Fubo TV. Um, but oh. before I, I did watch a, a, a pretty big amount of uh, League One, and um, mm. I didn't get to see too much of uh, Nicola Pepe because obviously he wasn't the big player that he is now. Leo used to be a you know 16th, 17th place side mm. in that division, and he helped bring him up to second place. Obviously qualifying for the Champions League with them. I yeah. will have to say um, he is not he is not proven over a consistent amount of time. It really is only kind of mm. a one season kind of thing. Um, he's really highly thought of in France. Um, that's why there was obviously a huge amount of teams interested in him. I heard mm. that actually he kind of was holding out for a move to uh, PSG, but obviously as one, 
would assume they're getting very heavily looked at from financial fair play because of some of the just massive transfer dealings that they've made yep. as of recently. But um, actually with Ligon, I don't think that something that we have to be too concerned about is the physicality um, mm. because actually the French league is quite a physical league, maybe not as much as the premier league, but I mean, you look at a player, for example, you actually use a very good example in Alexandra Lacazette coming over mm. here. I think what Lacazette actually kind of lacked at first was maybe more so the fitness just because of how quick yeah, the Premier League I agree. is more so than the physic because you look at Lacazette, he actually is pretty small, but he has mm. the um this odd amount of physicality that I think the French league actually tends to kind of teach players. And I think that's also why I'm actually also quite excited for Saliba to come into Arsenal as well, because the French league is just so physical, but the, the place that I do agree with your point on Nicola Pepe was um, the fact that he's just, he's not quite as proven um, as some of our other targets that we were looking at. Obviously Wilfred Zaha, the main thing that he had going for him was that of um, premier league experience. Exactly. But like you, like you were saying, it's a, um, I think it is a financially better move for us yeah. to go for Pepe because I mean, you look at it, he is only 24. I mean, Zaha, he's not old. He's either mm. 26 or 27, something like that. I think like he's that. almost 27. <clears throat> yeah. But the thing about if we sign Zaha for the reported ridiculous fee, by the way, of 80 million pounds that Palace are holding out for, <clears throat> um, but that's just because of the inflated market, mm. we would not be able to sell Zaha in the future because this would really exactly. be his last big move. Pepe coming in. Who's to say Pepe won't come in for three seasons and then we'll sell him to maybe a Bayern Munich or something for – a hundred million pounds, you know, you really never know. Exactly. That, I think, I think that's why I'm more excited about the Pepe signing. Um, you look at the ages of the players that we've been bringing in. Saliba's 18 years old. Ceballos mm. is 22. Pepe's 24. Tierney, Martinelli. Or, yeah. Martinelli is very young. I mean, mm. Tierney's, I think Tierney's 22. Is it something like yeah. that? So we're clearly moving in the right direction and it's evident that, both Vinay and Senlehi actually know what they're doing um, in terms of running a self-sustainable club. So mm. I'm, I'm really excited about the uh, Pepe signing, but I will say to all of the, um, to the Arsenal fans, similarly to Lacazette, I think we have to be a bit patient with them yeah. because the league, I mean, French league is physical, but with that being said, it is not half as quick as the Premier League. Yeah. No one near is, as intense. Exactly. So that's going to be in, an insanely big jump for the Ivorian. And we're just going to have to get behind him because like Lacazette, I think he'll, he'll end up being a good signing for us, but I could definitely understand where you're coming from and kind of saying that, um, you know, it's, it is worrying because obviously Ligon does have kind of a, a negative image about it. You know, PSG basically walk the league every season mm. in it and, I think last season they won by about 20 points or so, but mm. I think that I think he is the winger that we do need. And I think that with was a necessity going into the transfer window. And yeah, I'm excited, man. I think that uh, us splashing the cash too is probably the most exciting thing. And this is actually a question that I want to ask you, Alfie, this, I don't know mm. if one of the, this sounds like a question that an Instagram uh, follower may ask you, mm. do you think this deal would have gotten done under the jurisdiction of Arsene Wenger and Ivan Gazidis? 
Probably not. I mean, you can't necessarily completely rule it out. They did make some signings. They made they signed Lacazette, for example. They signed Meza Ozil at a time where forty two point five million was, you know, ridiculous money. Um yeah. and he was one of the biggest or best number tens in the world at the moment, highly regarded anyway. Um so you can't completely rule it out. Having said that, the way we sort of ran the club in the last couple of years, it does seem like we're on a very small budget. And I do feel like with a very small budget, Wenger would be restricting himself to sort of, you know, young prospects and stuff like that. When you've got someone like Raul Sanyehi, big name, has some very good contacts within the game. You know, he's good at working with big agents. Obviously, he got got, uh, what's his name, George Mendes to work on this deal for Arsenal. Yeah. I do think someone like Sanye, he was never really going to just, you know, sign some prospects. Like he has done, obviously, we, we brought in Saliba and, and Martinelli. But I do feel with his, pro, with his uh, contacts, we were able to get a deal like this done because he could get George Mendes in. And would Wenger and Gazidis be doing that? Probably not. Um, I think they would have been more likely to go for someone like Pe- uh, Zaha, but even still, I'd, I think it was it was Sanye's, you know, his clever way of structuring the deal. You know, the instalments. I don't think with our even. I, I know they were saying the budget thing in the in the annual meeting was was rubbish. You know, the forty million pound budget. Um, However, I, I do feel there is some truth in that. I do feel like the budget is not massive because we're only paying twenty million this summer to, to Lille. And I do yeah. think, yeah, as as to answer your question, uh probably not. Yeah, and I mean I mean that's the point. That's actually what I was gonna get into. I just think that Senle Senyehi um kind of mm. taking this bigger role with the club has really helped us. Um there was obviously mm. a lot of fans that were really kind of um upset when Mislintat parted ways with the club. Mm. But um, would but we I... have would we have signed Pepe with Mislintat? Mislintat likes ide- identifying these unknown talents. So Exactly. And exactly. So I mean and and Mislintat obviously had a, a relatively similar um way of signing players to that of um Ivan Gazidas. So mm. it's almost like we've just gone through a complete restructuring and I think that I actually rate Mislintat, and I think that he was good at his job because obviously bringing in players like Guendouzi, Torreira, mm. you know, he should not hold his head down low in shame at all because those were fantastic signings. But mm. I think that saying, yeah, he is going to get us those bigger name players, like you were saying, just because of the insane amount of connections. I mean, I, I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not sure if it was AFTV that I was watching and they were talking about it or, or who it, who it was. Um, but we, I, I guess apparently didn't really used to like to work with these big, big agents. super agents before. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I've heard. Have. Mm. I mean, it was the previous regime, Wenger and Gazidis, who refused to work with George Mendes. And now George Mendes basically got us this deal. Apparently, we hired him to. George Mendes isn't even Pepe's agent. We just hired him to work with Pepe's agent and he got the deal over the line, essentially. And that was because Raul Sanyei has contacts with with uh, George Mendes. So, yeah, probably not. We probably wouldn't have got this deal done without, with Wenger and Gazidis in charge. Um, 
talking of Gazidis, there's been the the fact that we're signing, we're selling um, Bielik for ten million. I can't remember what it was, but yeah. Uh, and he let go. I can't remember the tweet. He let go. He lost Ramsey, Welbeck, and Wilshire and Sanchez <laughs> all for nothing, and we're selling Bielik for ten million under Sanye. Yep. And just on Sanye, I think Sanye, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, I do think he's probably at his high point so far in his Arsenal career amongst the fans. Anyway, there's I've seen I've seen praise for Josh Conkey. Don't want to talk about him still, um, but I think may, most of the praise does have to go to Sanye because he got this deal done. He structured the payments in a way that got us the deal, and he had the contacts to make this deal happen. So a lot of praise has to go. To him, he is. This is the sort of uh, the the benefits of working with someone like him and working with a director of football instead of just a head coach and a chief of his, chief executive doing everything. So yeah, I'm happy, and I think Sanyehi has sort of shown why we appointed him in the first place. Yep, exactly, and I think for the first time, Alfie, in a long time, we're seemingly going in the right direction. You know, I mean, it, it shows, I mean, with, for, I mean, obviously I know we waited quite a long time in the trans mm. and people were getting scared. I'll be honest. I was getting a bit anxious about, it. I was like, Oh my God, is this going to be like the worst window in history? But mm. I mean, no, I think it was probably just tactical to maybe get the best deal possible because Lille reportedly just wanted to sell Pepe. They didn't want to hold him back. They were just willing mm. to give him away because I mean, 80 million pounds or 72 million pounds, 80 million euros for a player is a damn good profit, you know, whether it's paid mm. over installments or not. So I, I, I mean, think they paid actually, 10 million for him as well. Exactly. So just massive, massive profit. And I just, mm. I mean, we heard from uh, David Ornstein, obviously, that we'd agreed a fee. And then the next day he was pictured with an Arsenal bag. Mm. You know, it was like, wow, that was incredibly quick, you know, mm. so fair play i mean i hope that they keep it up and we keep bringing in quality players because at the end of the day that is what makes a team mount a challenge for titles is just having the best players so hopefully we mm. keep doing what we're doing and obviously we're um apparently not done in the transfer window good thank god um <laughs> the <laughs> talks apparently between Arsenal and Celtic over the signing of uh, the promising left left back from Scotland, Kieran Tierney, have apparently mm. opened back up. Um, and Arsenal, I've seen it on Twitter. I'm not sure how true this actually is. Apparently have actually made a deal with it. Now it's just a matter of um, agreeing personal terms, which apparently shouldn't be uh, that big of a problem. And I just want to say, shout out to Alfie Colshaw, <laughs> who said from the very beginning that we yeah. w- we should sign Kieran Tierney. So since you are um, mm. Kieran Tierney's agent, Alfie, <laughs> I would like to hear why you think that this signing um, would benefit Arsenal. Well, yeah, I think I said it in a podcast back in like January where everyone was saying, oh, Kolasinac, Kolasinac is amazing. Um, clearly not. He ended the season poorly. And I remember saying... I remember we were, we were doing a uh, podcast and the second half of it we were saying who we'd bring in. And I remember yeah. saying Tierney, and this was before the rumours, Salt Flex, uh, 
But uh, yeah, I think he is a very, very good prospect. He's obviously a Scottish international. He's versatile. He can play right back. He can play centre back if needed. He can play probably as as a left sided centre back in a three. So we still have that option, even if Monreal goes. Um, he's not just extremely good defensively, you know, very good positionally, which is something we desperately lack with the likes of Mustafi, even Chambers, I think, positionally at times is poor. Um, he's not just very good defensively, he's very good going forward. You know, he's got a very good crossing ability. He can run with the ball, he can dribble, he can go past players, which isn't something we've necessarily had in a fullback for a while. Even Bellerin is, although he's quick, he doesn't use it as much as we'd like. Um, and yeah, he is an upgrade. He's an immediate upgrade on what we have. And that's sort of what you want your transfers to do. If you're looking at Pepe, if you're looking at Ceballos, if you're looking at Tierney, do they improve our team immediately? Do they come straight in? And are they an upgrade on what we have? And they are, all three of them. So yeah, I'm really excited about this signing, possibly more than any of the others, maybe not Pepe, but I'm just, I'm so happy about this one. I'm so happy we're getting a young talent British. Um, so, you know, yeah. yeah, that fills the quota. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is a good deal and I'm happy about it. I think so too. And I mean, I haven't, obviously that is probably the league here in the States that we get the least amount of coverage on. <laughs> um, it's not a great league. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Um, but I've heard that he's actually a phenomenal talent, like you were saying, extremely versatile. Mm. And obviously, there's not too much money in the Scottish League, so £25 million pounds for him. To us, that's just not bad at all. And yeah. I think it's also worth noting the fact that he is only 22. You know, maybe in the, let's say, Tierney comes in for even five years and establishes himself as one of the best left backs in the league. We could easily turn him around. And then at that point, the the honestly, the transfer market will probably be even more inflated than mm. it is now and turn around and sell them for 50, 60 million. So exactly. I think it's a good move. So yeah, man, I'm happy with it. And I hope we do get it over the line. Mm. I um, think we this will. Is one. I think it's going to happen in the next few days. What was that? I think it will happen in the next few days. I hope so. Mm. Well, according to you, it was supposed to happen a couple Mondays ago. <laughs> oh, I remember saying that now. <laughs> I remember calling okay. that actually I thought that was a dream but I actually remember saying that yeah no it wasn't a dream it was real <laughs> and I remember you you offered to uh, to run around the um, to run around the neighborhood naked if you got it so sorry uh, no you didn't actually think I actually thought I might have I was that certain <laughs> I remember being certain and then I was told by a source that, that was going to happen normally quite a reliable told- one yeah, I know. I've got contacts. Oh yeah, yeah. In the there industry, you, go, man. you got con- you got your contacts. You got your connections. Yeah. All exclusive information here on the Arsenal Cannon Podcast, baby. Mm. ITK. Proper ITK, Alfie <laughs> It will happen but, by this Monday. Uh, I hope. It I will. hope you're right. Actually, can you take that back? Because I, I kind of want this one to get done. No, I'm not taking this one back. If it's not Shit. done by Monday, I'll run around the neighborhood naked, as you said. Okay. All right, fine. So actually, either way, this is a win-win for me. Mm. Either you're going to end up in jail. Yeah, or I'll literally be arrested. Uh, or 
we'll get Kieran Tierney. And either way, that works out for me. Because, I mean, honestly, Alfie, if you go to jail and I could honestly just say, oh, you know, for the next week I did it on my own. And then you come on and I say, ex-convict Alfie Coleshaw. <laughs> it's, oh, man, that would get a lot of views, you. yeah. So, Click yeah, make. maybe – man, thank you for saying that. I really appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> um, obviously, the most – asked question that you said was asked by our Instagram followers was about a central defender. Mm. We've really only been linked even to one. Um, mm. And it's that of Daniel Irogani from um, Juventus, Juventus. Mm. young central defender. Doesn't get a lot of game time at Juventus. I'm not going to hold that against them. Um, their defense is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. It was Chiellini and Benucci last season. And now they've brought in Delict, so it's just even better than it already was. Mm. So game time for the young Italian is going to be even more um, sparse than it was over the past few seasons. Mm. So there are reports that Arsenal are possibly interested in bringing in the young Italian on loan with an option to buy. I've actually heard from a few people I know that watch the Serie A that he's not good. Yeah. Um <laughs> I, I don't know how true these rumours are. I'm a bit sceptical because we've been linked with him numerous summers. I mean, is he even yeah. young anymore? I'm not being linked uh, with him. 20, he's I, I was he's actually still only 24. Really? Yeah. I mean, I remember being linked with him probably about four years ago. And it was like Arsenal chasing young Juventus centre-back Regani. Um, yeah, I've also heard he's not that great, which is why... <laughs> This doesn't encourage me that much. I mean, it would make sense bringing in someone on a year loan because the board might think can bring someone in as a sort of a stopgap signing. And then next season we'll have Saliba or Saliba. I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, we'll... we'll say it both ways to, to avoid triggering people. Yeah. I say Saliba, you say Saliba. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we brought in Saliba. Uh, they'll think, oh, Holding will have developed for another season. Chambers will have developed for another season. Mavropanos, Medley, maybe. And we'll have Saliba coming in. Or, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Saliba. Uh, and Socrates is obviously still there as a senior centre-back. So maybe the club will pursue this sort of stopgap one-year loan signing just to sort of uh, plug the gap before Saliba comes in. Some of these young players develop it more. So it makes sense. Yeah. However, I don't know. It may just be an old rumour coming up because... Obviously, he has been linked in the past. And, you know, we always see these reoccurring ones. I mean, fucking Benzema was linked for about 14 years. Um, uh, yeah, you know, we, we see those sort of ones. Johnny Evans, Gary Cahill linked numerous years. Um, oh, yeah. Thankfully, oh, never they, they never happened. Um, yeah, thank God. Yeah, so I don't know. There's also the uh, Umtiti one, which is still flying about. Again, I remember both of us basically ruling this out. I don't see how reliable that is. Yeah, I mean, we've both been watching the sport for quite a long time. And mm. this just seems to me like one of the transfers that just really doesn't have any chance in hell of happening. I think that from Arsenal's point of view, they probably would like to bring in Umtiti. Mm. Um, Who wouldn't? And exactly, yeah, he's a top-class defender. And obviously, Senle, he has... Um, connections to Barcelona but mm. I mean we have to be honest with ourselves first of all does Barcelona want to sell him yeah they didn't they get Delic. To Delic. yeah so I mean honestly I really really have my doubts and then 
also, I think this is a question worth worth asking, Alfie. Would the player want to come? Mm. Well, definitely, because he's friends with Lacazette. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> of course, yeah. Screw, screw Barcelona, screw the proposition of possibly winning the Champions League. Mm. I'll swap that with playing in the Europa League on a cold Thursday night in Carabag, just so I can be with my mate, Lacazette. He, yeah, because, I mean, it's... He is not a professional footballer or anything and doesn't care about the well-being of his own career. Mm. You know, he just wants to be with his friends. Exactly. So we'll, we'll definitely get this one over the line. No, but yeah. it's just, it's, there, there's no way that we're going to actually bring in Umtiti. And I actually, you know what's funny? I've seen this on Twitter, people talking about him. And I posted a GIF of him, just of Umtiti, just kind of mocking it was my <laughs> intention. And um, I, I went just simple safari search, Alfie. And mm. I just searched Umtiti. Literally, I went two pages through Google News, and there was not a single link to Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, so, the, the actual links online and stuff have died down since sort of the early parts of the summer. It's just random ICKs on Twitter saying Arsenal are interested now. Yeah, like moly football. And yeah. crap like that, you know. It's not people that actually know what the hell they're talking about. Mm. So just take all of these rumors, people listening to the Arsenal Cannon podcast, Right Opinion Zone, the ITK Extravaganza. <laughs> just realize most of these people are just pulling your leg, and they're just looking for likes and retweets because they're frankly just kind of sad and pathetic. You know? <laughs> so just only believe stuff that you hear from like reliable. Exactly, sources, you know, like, like the sun moly... and the Daily Mirror. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. If you hear it from the sun, it's legit. Exactly. You know? But, I mean, I, I do hope we bring in a central defender, but honestly, man, I haven't really heard any concrete rumors. So I've got to be honest, I actually don't think we'll even bring one in. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I, yeah, I I don't know. I, I like to think that you're wrong, but I am increasingly sceptical. I mean... Emery said in his press conference after Leon, we're still pursuing a centre back. Um, I still, I, I think. Well, I was listening to Arscast. I know this. I literally say this every episode. I was listening to Arscast, and James on it said he thinks that the centre back um, Emery was talking about was Saliba. He didn't. He didn't say we were necessarily pursuing. Said possible. we wanted a centre back or something like that. So, yeah, I'm sceptical and I'm, uh, I'm slightly worried, to be honest. I am worried because if you look at the performances in pre-season, Mustafi all over the place. But, I mean, I watched the Fiorentina game and he was fucking terrible in the first half. Positionally, oh um, just uh, I don't agree with the booing, by the way. I think that's disgraceful. But, I don't know, I just... Uh, if you if you look at our available centre backs going into Newcastle, it's literally Socrates, Mustafi, and Chambers, realistically. And Mustafi could leave. That leaves us with Socrates and Chambers. I don't think that's yeah, the worst holding, partnership. Not. Yeah, Holding's not fit yet. I think he'll be back after the first international break. Uh, it, it's worrying. It is worrying. But I have a sneaky feeling we will do something. Because they, they can't, surely they can't, particularly if the Mustafi rumours are true and Koscielny obviously leaves. They can't go into the season with those two. Surely not. Yeah, definitely not. And I mean, I know that you said that uh, 
Chierney can play in like the left side of a back three. Mm. Obviously, we know that is the case with Monreal as well. But I think Emery does prefer a system with only two central defenders. So yeah, I definitely think we, we definitely need back four this season. Exactly. And I mean, obviously, you spoke about it there just a little bit briefly. Mustafi has been linked away with the mm. move to Monaco. They're reportedly, um, hold, Arsenal reportedly holding out for, I think it was 27 million pounds or something, is what I heard. Yeah. My God, Alfie, I swear to God, if we could get that, we have just pulled off the biggest robbery in the history of the transfer market. <laughs> Even if we are losing money million. on it, it's like you are fucking stupid if you pay that. I know. Do they have scouts? I, do they the scouts exist for Monaco? Oh God, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they struggled last season. I mean, dude, I think it might just be a ploy to actually just get relegated <laughs> from League One, so they can maybe get like that nice severance package from the French football. <laughs> Does that exist? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so who knows, man? But um, and then obviously Koscielny. Even mm. I think even if Koscielny doesn't leave, he's not going to play any part in this Arsenal squad whatsoever. Mm. Unless he so, makes a drastic apology. And even then, I don't know if the, the club would want to take him back. I, wouldn't, I don't want him to play. I mean, I think the way that he's carried himself in this whole saga has been a disgrace. I don't ever want to see him play for us again. Mm. And it's a shame because he's not the sort of player you'd associate with this. And he's been a brilliant servant, our best defender for what? 10 years so yeah it's a shame maybe not 10 years about eight years but still nonetheless it's still it's just really just kind of flat out embarrassing and i think that he just kind of pulled the pants down of the club and Mm. you know pushed him out on stage and just publicly humiliated us you know and it's that's embarrassing i mean i i don't i personally don't want to see him ever again i don't care how I don't care if he writes a seven-page essay <laughs> saying how sorry he is. You can fuck off for all I care mm. because that's ridiculous. But um, we'll see what happens. I mean, transfer window obviously coming to a close very soon. Uh, first game of the Premier League season is only in nine days from now, actually. Mm. And then our first game of the season, Arsenal's, is obviously um, 11. We play on the Sunday. Liverpool against Norwich is going to be the first Premier League fixture <laughs> that's happening on the Friday. Norwich. So. What do you, what, how do I say I it? love that. Norwich. Norwich. What? Yeah. Norwich? Yeah. There's a silent W. Yeah. Norwich. That is fucking amazing. <laughs> Norwich. I love the way you say that. Norwich. Wait, say uh, Sheffield United. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> Norwich. Sheffield United. Say Sheffield United? Yeah. Oh, you just said Sheffield it. What United. I'm saying, yeah. I, don't know, I just want to see if you know the new club, Aston Villa. That was Aston Villa. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Go, go ahead. What Sorry. the hell? That just made me laugh. No, no, that's not. No, you have honestly, Alpha. You have completely ruined this part. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you have honestly changed. I, I don't think I can ever go back to England again. <laughs> You guys have silent W's there? Yeah, I guess. What the fuck? This is a deal breaker. I don't know if I want my transfer to London to go through now. <laughs> it is shocking. I, I don't know. know if I could be Norwich. Yeah. Man. Well, thank you for no, this is the this is the Arsenal Cannon podcast. 
linguistic English two extravaganza. <laughs> so you, we have to teach each other things about each other's culture. And exactly. There's a, there are silent W's in England, ladies and gentlemen. I can confirm. I don't know if I can now think I know of another... Thank you. I don't know if I can think of another word that has a silent W, but Norwich is it one. It just happens when... <laughs> it just happens when I say a word that you're like, what? What the <laughs> flip? You know, because we actually have a, a city here in, um, in the States called Reading, Pennsylvania, just like how you guys have Reading yeah. over there. So that one wasn't that weird to me. Like oh, Norwich. yeah, like Reading. Yeah, yeah. So, like, now obviously if we had, like, Reading, Pennsylvania, I'd be throwing the flip off my G. <laughs> but I mean, that's interesting, man. That's interesting. And frankly, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Yeah, I'm sorry because... about that. <laughs> I just had to intervene. No, it's okay. I've been so I've been so thrown off from that, but <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> but obviously we have we have our one of our last preseason games uh, today. It's actually coming up pretty soon, in fact. Mm. Um, 17 minutes. Against, yep, against Angers. And uh, I don't think – I'm not even going to fucking – actually, I think the lineup already came out, so I could – here, let's read that out, and then um, and then we'll get into the – Oh, uh, some they of announced – oh, no, they didn't. No. No problem. No, don't, don't worry. They – I was going to say they oh, announced Pepe. Got... And, uh... you see... Did you see that thing? Yeah. <laughs> the, the fake one? I saw that at when we were recording, MX... too. I was about to say something. Exactly. At MX Itland. Arsenal. Yeah, that Bob's... completely threw me. Bob's retweeted it, and it fucking made me shit my yeah, pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, holy shit, why are we recording? But no, it's a fucking joke. Mm. No, but uh, the lineup did come out for that game against Angers today, and... Uh, Emiliano Martinez is starting in goal. Chambers, Mustafi, and Medley. So mm. I wonder oh, – and then Monreal. So I wonder if maybe Chambers is playing as a right back. Mm. Monreal is a left back most likely. Um, Guendouzi, Burton, Martinelli. Yeah. Um, and then John Jules, Nelson, and Enketia. Makes sense. I, so that would be uh, – Benches – Aubameyang's on it. Yeah, I think it's a 4-3-3. Yeah, Aubameyang's yeah. on the bench. Uh, Willock, Mkhitaryan, Jaka, Maitland-Niles. How the fuck? I, God, I, I've seen this kid's name a few times. I don't know how to say it, though, so forgive me for butchering. Butchering. Olienka. Yeah. Yeah, Olienka, uh, Thompson, Socrates, and Matt Macy. <laughs> yep. So that's the lineup for Angers. Be sure to tune into that game after you're done with this podcast. Oh, wait, no. When this releases, you're not going to even hear this. So enjoy the game. Um, hopefully, it's a win. Yeah. Um, and then, Alfie, before we put this bad boy to a close, you said you have a few um, questions from questions, your yeah. followers that actually care about you on your social media. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's get right into those, and we'll filter through. I'm sorry, but, guys, some of your questions you need to step your fucking game up. I know. I appreciate um, it, but don't ask stupid questions. Even Ricketts said... Why are Arsenal so bad? So, what a question. Yeah, I don't really know how to answer that. But, I mean, <laughs> if you're an Arsenal fan, I think you should know why we're so bad. If exactly. you're just an opposition fan, then fuck off. Yeah, why are you following me? <laughs> yeah, go away. But we do uh, appreciate your view, even if you are a hater. Mm. Most of the uh, questions are about centre-backs. Um mm-hmm. 
For example, Liam Keona, Keohan says, in caps, full caps, which centre-back will we sign? Very aggressively. Uh, wow. Uh, GTFO underscore Cronky says, does it worry you that we are yet to get a centre-back? Uh, Jack Sinner said, what's what's uh, centre-back? Do you see us signing? Uh, Rugani loan signing, good deal from Chris. Um, yeah, quite a few more as well. With Pepe and Tierney almost confirmed who is the centre-back you want realistically. So he sort of covered most of that, but yes, I am concerned. And who would I like? Ideally, Van Dyke. Um, <laughs> if we can't get Van Dyke, I'd happily take Laporte. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is if we have to end up settling with them titty. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's okay. Mm, he's not great. World Cup winner. Mm. Uh, he's, he's, he's just bang average, to be honest. Yeah, mm. but it, to be honest, man, it does it does worry me that we're – and honestly, I think really throughout the window, we haven't actually been heavily linked with any central defenders. So mm. it's been worrying from the beginning. Exactly. Um, Jack Smith sort of linked Jack Smith underscore dot underscore underscore said, uh, what would be your ideal end to Arsenal's transfer window? Personally, it would be, as I said, signing a center back, confirming Tierney and Pepe, uh, and getting rid of quite a few of play- players, which I don't really see necessarily happening. Just like, you know, I some of, I know some of them won't go. Someone like a Mustafi, Koscielny, probably Jenkinson, Elneny. If we can get rid of the few squad players for sort of decent prices, that'd be nice as well. So, yeah, that would probably be my ideal end. Yeah, my ideal end would be... This is all I want, but I do, and honestly, I think this is unrealistic because, to be honest with you, I don't think either of these will happen. Mm. Um, I would like to see Mustafi leave and then somebody to come in to replace him directly. Yeah. And whether or not that's a Daniele Rogani from uh, Juventus or not, because I've heard, like we said earlier, that he's actually just shit. Um, <laughs> but maybe he would be a, a good stopgap for. Um, for Saliba, who's obviously going to be coming into the fold next season. But yeah, like you, I'd, I'd like to see an, another central defender come in. And I'd like to see us basically clean out the gutters and get rid of some of the crap. Mm. Agreed. Uh, Rasmus.Winding winding, says, it's an interesting name. Uh, uh, with Pepe coming in, does this spell the end of Iwobi? And why do we even keep Iwobi anyway? His statistics are shit, and he never performs at a top level. <laughs> uh, I think I think that guy's being a bit harsh, to be honest. I agree, and I don't, I don't, I don't like the uh, anti-Awobi brigade. To be mm. honest with you, I don't really understand it because I think that if you take a step back for a minute and um, just disregard, I know Awobi can be kind of frustrating at times, but mm. look at like how Raheem Sterling was, for example, at exactly. the beginning of his career, and he was absolutely fucking awful at final balls but he had all of the physical attributes to be a success i mm. just think that for Wobi, it's all about confidence and the more game time that he gets the better he'll become i yeah. don't think that selling a Wobi would be a good idea because i think he has a hell of a lot of potential still and to yeah. answer your question i do not think that nicolas pepe signing for the club spells the end for him yeah i think this is sort of a make or break season for a i think 
I agree with you. I mean, it sounds a bit harsh, but he has been here for quite a long time. And I do think he's getting to the age, you know, 23, 24, 22, somewhere around there, where our expectations are going to go up slightly and we do expect more from the final third. If he can, you know, as the typical phrase, improve his end product, you know, be more ruthless in the final third, score more goals, get more assists. I do think he will be a top player because he's got the physical attributes, as you said. You know, he can run from deep. He's very powerful, very strong. Maybe playing centrally would suit him better. He did it for Nigeria and he looked much better. So, yeah, I I think I disagree with the guy. I don't think his statistics in terms of output in the final third aren't always brilliant. He was still our second top assister last season. Exactly. Um, he scored as many goals as Mkhitaryan, Ramsey and Ozil. So, you know, he's not necessarily bad, but his uh, expected assists were very good, actually, which might surprise some people. So, I disagree. I'd, I'd like to keep a Wobi. Um, I would too, and I, I like him, to be honest. So Yeah, and I think you can't just get... I mean, we bought in Pepe because we were short on wingers, not because... Exactly, we're, spot on. Yeah, so we need more... We need quantity there as well. Um... Do you think Tierney will be good enough to just sort out all of our defensive frailties? No. Yeah. I, I don't think that he's being brought in to fix our entire defense. I think that's way too much pressure to put on him. Mm. I honestly think that we probably, in the next few years, I think Bellerin and, and Tierney can be the answers for our starting right and left back. But I think we're eventually going to need a backup right back. And then Koscielny... Or Mon- uh, Monreal is obviously getting old. Um, and not Kishelny, excuse me, uh, Kalashinak. Kalashinak is going to have to prove himself. Or I'd like to replace him with the backup left back as well. Mm. And I think we're going to need at least two more central defenders as well. Our, our defense is shit. That's, that's <laughs> the only way you could look at it. We have to basically change everything there. Yeah. And I think that even I – th- I think Bellerin last season had a particularly good year. But mm. I think that this season is actually a really big one for him. Because if he can't manage to stay fit, is it time for us to kind of start asking questions about his fitness? I so, don't, I don't I mean, think so. I think this is this is pretty much his first injury at all in his career, and it wasn't. I don't think it was some sort of muscular long-term problem. Player with like problem with his body. I think it was just sort of unlucky. Uh, something he couldn't maybe. really do anything about it. Anyway, uh, and I hope you're right because I I like him. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I I I'd say no to that question as well. Um, what else is there? Are Arsenal going to become the Liverpool of two or three years ago by rebuilding? I'm not sure, to be honest. It I seems think... like we are going trying to go a similar way as them now. Yeah, but there's I don't know. We've got quite a long way to go as of yet. And yeah. I still think, although we have, we seem to be spending a bit more this summer, we haven't, I mean, maybe in the future, but Liverpool relied massively on uh, selling their biggest asset and Philip Coutinho. They allowed, that allowed them to bring in the likes of Van Dijk and Alisson, who basically elevated their team massively. I mean, they were nowhere near as good without them. And at the moment, I don't. I wouldn't say we have a massive a- asset to sell, 
um, to sort of suit the self-sustaining model at the moment. But maybe, yeah, maybe in two or three t- years' time, maybe. Possibly, yeah. And and like you were saying, we don't have, we just don't really have that many highly valued players at the team. I would say probably our player with the most value at the moment is probably Lacazette, and he's maybe worth about seventy million, yeah, or eighty million in the current market. So that's not exactly enough to just reap because I mean, what did Liverpool got one hundred forty million for Coutinho or something? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, that until we get a player that's worth that much, then I don't think we're we're going to be able to do what they're doing. Agreed. Uh, ben Power says, would you sell Ozil for the right price? And I sell, I sell my Ozil answer for is... The wrong price. Pff, I, I would. <laughs> I, I would say yes. I would sell basically anyone for the right price, what I deem the right price. As in, even if I, I, if, think, if, yeah, if I didn't I want to sell... Let's say I had Messi. Obviously, you wouldn't want to sell Messi, but if what I deem the right price came in, let's say five hundred million, I'd say yes, I'm going to sell him. Exactly. So I feel feel like you'd sell anyone at the right price, if that's what you mean. But yeah, I would sell Özil for probably at this rate twenty five million. That seems low, but if you think of his wages, that's sort of realistically I'd the most we could get for him. Less than that, man. Mm. I'd sell him for. I just think that he's completely. And it's obviously it's not his fault, but I think mm. the previous regime just completely fucked our wage structure. Exactly. So, and I think that even selling him for fifteen to twenty million may even be a good idea. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's sort of about it. There's some just sort of repeating. Uh, will Pepe thrive at Arsenal? Who knows? Let's hope. Hopefully. Yeah. Um. Sell a Wobi to fund centre back signing? No. No. Sell other there, players so we many, actually want to sell. That's that's stupid because there's so many other players to actually sell. Exactly. Don't get rid of something that we barely have any of. You know that just makes no sense. Exactly, I agree. Um, oh, if we if we were to get Pepe and Tierney, what formation would you play next season? We are getting both. I'm telling you that now. Yep. Itk Tierney by Monday. <laughs> Um, and as we said, I think it would definitely be a four at the back next season. And I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily think we need to have a, a fixed formation. I like us to be flexible. I know maybe it's not as stable and it derailed us at times last season, but I do think Emery likes to rotate and likes to switch his team up a bit, depending on who we're playing. And I'm fine with that. It can be a four-two-three-one at times. Be a four-three-three. I do think that's the most stylistic formation at the moment. Yeah. Or we could even go with a four four two for Aubameyang and Lacazette. I don't know. It, it depends on who we're playing, and yeah, I'm personally not someone who needs a fixed formation. I, yeah, I and I'm the same way. I don't think it's really necessary. I think what Emery seems to kind of be liking um, in the preseason is Lacazette and Aubameyang obviously playing at the same time, and mm. then Lacazette. Not I wouldn't call it a number ten position that he's playing in. I, mm. He's just kind of more so behind. Aubameyang. Yeah, second striker. And Yeah, second striker role. And I think that maybe we could go with the formation in the next season that calls for that. Mm. Tyranny would obviously probably start as a left back. Pepe on the right side. And then I personally think that maybe a young player could come up on that other wing. Maybe a Reese Nelson or a, mm. even a Saka or whoever, you know. Yeah. Or Martinelli. 
Yeah, or use a Wobi. Exactly. So, for once, we actually have a decent amount of wingers at the club. Yeah, competition. Anyway, that is basically it. Okay, those are, those are actually some good questions. I liked some of those. Yeah, better like than I thought they were. Of, yeah. Some of you guys need to get your fucking heads out of your ass and actually yeah. Shout out, ask a uh, hard-hitting question. What's his name? Evan Ricketts. Cunt. Jo- Evan. Joking, joking. <laughs> <laughs> Evan Crickets. <laughs> Ricketts. Because that's how that's how that's how lame that question was. That cricket started chirping. Got him. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. So was this question. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, thank you guys for tagging along. I'm just kidding, Evan Crickets. By the way, you're not um, you're not a terrible human being. <laughs> um, thank you guys for tagging along. We appreciate your listen. Um, we've been going for how long? Seventy-six. Wow, Hour and yeah. 16 minutes, and that game against Angers is about to commence. So yeah. I'm going to go find my bootleg um, stream of it and oh. watch it, and Alfie's going to go watch it as well. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for tagging along. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you can leave reviews. We really appreciate it. Um, follow us on Twitter. We have a, a page on there called at Canon Podcast, or if you just look up the Arsenal Canon Podcast, it'll come up. You can also follow me on Twitter at Daniel underscore Finton. And of course, if you are a repeat customer at this amazing franchise that is the Arsenal Cannon Podcast, you know how we end things around here. Arsenal, yep. uh, I almost called you Arsenal. Alfie, <laughs> <laughs> Alfie, marketing opportunity of a oh, lifetime. Yes. Go ahead and plug yourself, my G. Uh, we love you, Arsenal, on Instagram, almost 30K. Have an alternative commentary coming out tomorrow. Uh, I know that's what a lot of people like. And, yeah, uh, that's about it. Alfie Colshaw on Twitter, ACTV on YouTube. Uh, just just drop me a follow. There you go. And that's all, that's all she wrote, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy <laughs> the game against Angers, and we yep. will definitely have another podcast out um, before the beginning of the season comes. Um, mm. Also, some exciting stuff. Some exciting stuff. Um, we're looking. I'm not going to say any names or anything like that, but we are looking into adding some guests yep. in the near future. So that is very exciting, and be sure to keep tabs on the podcast. We'll mm. announce it over the uh, Twitter page, basically, who our guest is going to be ahead yep. of time. And, um, yeah, and then we'll go from there, and hopefully it'll be enjoyable. If we don't like having guests on, we'll stop. Exactly. Yep. You got to try. You got to do these things. But thank you guys for tagging along, and we will see you all in the next episode. Thank you for tagging along with episode 21 of the Arsenal Cannon Podcast Extravaganza. See you later.